A solar creation myth from Japan contains a reference to a floating cloud in the midst of infinite space, before matter had taken any other form. This also nicely describes the original nebula from which scientists say the solar system was evolved. The legend says that when there was no heaven, earth, sun, or moon, there was only the invisible lord of the middle heaven existing in an infinite space. With him there were two other gods. Between them, they created a floating cloud in the midst of which was a liquid formless and lifeless mass from which the earth was evolved. After this, seven generations of gods were born in heaven, the last and most perfect were Izanagi and Izanami who went on to become the parents of the world and all that is in it. After the creation of the world of living things, Izanagi bathed his left eye and sprang Amaterasu, the great sun goddess. Izanagi rejoiced and put a necklace of jewels here around her neck. He said to her, Rule thou over the plain of high heaven. Thus Amaterasu became the source of all life and light worshipped by mankind. Then Izanagi he bathed his right eye, and there appeared Tsukuyomi, the moon god. Izanagi said, Rule thou over the dominion of night. In Norse mythology, Odin arranged the periods of daylight and darkness, and the seasons. He placed the sun and moon in the heavens, and regulated their respective courses. Day and night were considered mortal enemies as light came from above, and darkness from beneath. However, there is another version which says that the sun and moon were formed from the sparks from the fire land of Muspelheim. The father of the two luminaries was Mundilfair, and he named his beautiful boy and girl, Mana, Moon, and Sol, Sun. The gods took his children from him and placed them in the heavens, where they permitted Sol to drive the horses of the sun, and gave over the regulation of the moon's phases to Mana. Among the Eskimos of Bering Strait, the creation of the earth and all it contains is attributed to the Raven Father. The Raven Father came from the sky after a great deluge. He made the dry ground and created human and animal life. But mankind threatened the animal life, and this so annoyed the Raven Father that he punished man by taking the sun out of the sky and hiding it in a bag at his home. The people were frightened at the loss of the sun and offered rich gifts to the Raven Father to appease him. So he relented somewhat and would hold the sun up in one hand for a day or two at a time, so that the people could have sufficient light for hunting, and then he would put it back in his bag again. This arrangement, though better than nothing, was not satisfactory to people. The raven's brother took pity on them, and thought of a scheme to better human conditions. He faked his death, and after he had been buried and the mourners had gone away, he came forth from the grave, and turned himself into a leaf which floated on the surface of a stream. Later, the raven's wife came to the stream for a drink and, dipping up the water, she swallowed with it the leaf. The raven's wife soon after gave birth to a boy who cried continuously for the sun. To silence him, his father often gave him the sun to play with. One day, the boy flew away with the sun and placed it in its proper place in the sky. He also regulated its daily course, making day and night, so that the people always have the constant light of the sun to guide them by day. The ancient Peruvians believed that the god Viracocha rose out of Lake Titicaca, made the sun, moon and stars, then regulated their courses. The Maiscas, who inhabited the high plains of Bogota, was said to have lived in a state of savagery before the arrival of an old bearded man from the east named Bocica, the sun, who taught them agriculture and the worship of the gods. However, his wife Hathika was not pleased with his attentions to mankind and caused a great deluge which drowned most of the inhabitants of the earth. This, of course, angered Bokika. He drove his wife away from the earth by turning her into the moon. He then dried up the earth, and once more made it habitable for mankind to live in. According to Mexican tradition, 
Nexiquiriac was the creator of the world. He sent down the sun god and the moon god to illuminate the earth, so that mankind could see to perform their daily tasks. The sun god went on his way without delay, but the moon god, who was hungry, saw a rabbit and started chasing it. This, of course, took some time. After he caught and ate the rabbit, the moon god looked up and found his brother, the sun god, had outdistanced him. The sun god was, in fact, so far ahead, so that thereafter the moon god was unable to overtake him. This is also the reason why the sun always appears to be ahead of the moon, and why the sun always looks fresh and red, and the moon sick and pale. Those who gaze intently at the moon can still see the rabbit dangling from his mouth. According to the Tonga tribe, of the South Pacific Islands, before there was any light upon the earth, Vadio and Tonga Iti argued about which one of them was the parent of a child. Each was confident the child was his and to end the dispute they decided to share it. The infant was then cut in two. Vadio took the upper half as his share, and squeezing it into a ball tossed it up into the sky where it became the sun. Tonga Iti allowed his share, the lower part of the infant, to remain on the ground for a day or two, but seeing the brightness of Vadio's half, he squeezed his share too, and threw it up into the dark sky when the sun was absent in the underworld, and it became the moon. Thus the sun and the moon were created, and the paleness of the moon is due to the fact that all the blood was drained out of it when it lay on the ground.